Porn Free Radio, episode 183, How Successful Guys Overcome Relapsing. Now, today's show is all about relapse, and after you're done listening, I want to invite you to get access to my free video training, Recovering from Relapse. You can get access at recoveredman.com slash relapse. That's recoveredman.com slash relapse. In this three-video series, I break down the three myths we believe about relapse, the five lies of relapse, and finally, how to get back on track after a relapse. So go to recoveredman.com slash relapse and get access to that training. But first, listen to this show. All right, let's go. Porn Free Radio. Gentlemen, you're listening to me right now. You and I are together. I'm there. I'm in your headphones. I'm in your stereo, your Bluetooth, whatever. We're there together. You know, I'm on the treadmill with you or wherever you are at right now. That's the best part about a podcast. There's a community aspect to it. I'm going to break that down. All right, I'm not going to rap for you today. Don't worry. But I'm amped up. Here's another way to look at it. Man, I love the hook on that song. That's good. What up? This is for motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn. And just even if you and I are in this conversation right now, I'm talking, you're listening to me. We're together. Yo. I'm saying, dude, come on, man. I want you to feel good enough. I want you to feel loved at your core. I want more for you. loved and hey your life doesn't have to be defined by your porn addiction gentlemen we're not alone in this well welcome to porn free radio this is the podcast for motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn this is where you come to get hope and take action okay oh my gosh what am i doing singing singing i'm just so inspired listening to uh, this porn-free radio uh, theme that that Adam, the producer, put together. Once again, I'm Matt Dobschutz, by the way. I'm, let me introduce myself. Uh, I'm your host. And, uh, you know, I, I love this this little track so much that I was, I was singing it in my car the other day. And my oldest son said, hey, Dad, what are you singing? And um, I said, oh, I'm singing a song from my podcast. And then he had that look like a smirk kind of like he was laughing at me um, or making fun of me. I don't know what it was, you know, teenagers. Um, so, but I got the the message that I wasn't very cool. I think for a second he thought I was humming uh, a Kodak Black song. Uh, he's a new rapper. It's ironic because, you know, the, the little hook that I'm singing is from um, Mind Playing Tricks on Me by Ghetto Boys. And 
Kodak Black on his mixtape this year, I think on a mixtape, I don't even know how, how they release stuff now, but I think on a mixtape, he took the same track and rapped over it. And my kids, of course, love the Kodak Black song. Um, but if I played Ghetto Boys or <laughs> whatever, they would totally think it's not cool. So it's that age-old thing where kids never think their parents' music is cool. Um, so anyway, a little 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 window into my life. Um, all right, so we are here continuing our Successful Guys series that we started in episode 181. We talked about how successful guys overcome lack of motivation. Uh, last week, we talked about how successful guys overcome shame. Today, we're talking about relapsing. And over the next two weeks, we're going to cover boredom and edging. Now, these are challenges that guys face in recovery. And some of the data that I'm using, some of the things that are informing this podcast is watching uh, coaching clients go through this process of getting porn free, uh, either my one-on-one clients or more notably in, in rev group coaching, where I get to see a lot of guys uh, working plans and checking in every week. So I don't have notes that I'm working off today, but I've, I have three themes that I want to cover. And I, just to prompt my memory, I came up with words for each of the themes. So the words are, the words are donuts, plumb line, and predictive analytics. Now that last one, I didn't have a cute word for it to, to remember. So I'm just using the, the phrase. So let's get into the themes of how successful guys overcome relapsing. We'll start with donuts. So we're coming up on the beginning of 2019. Now, this is a typical time that guys are thinking about how they did this last year. Um, Did they meet their goals? Where could they improve? And then start, you know, obviously start thinking about uh, the next year and what's something you want to accomplish Um, resolutions, you know, this is when people make resolutions. And so imagine that I uh, came to you and said, Hey, in 2019, this is a year I'm going to focus on uh, fitness and nutrition. And uh, so a couple things I want to go after is I want to lose some weight. I want to lower my cholesterol and I want to run a 5k. And you're like, great, Matt, those those sound like some healthy choices, right? That sounds like a good idea. So let's say you see me a couple weeks into this year, 2019, and uh, you're like, uh, Matt, how's it going with your health and fitness goals? And I'm like, it is going awesome. It's We're 14 days in, and I'm proud to say that I'm 14 days donut-free. Now, you might ask, okay, um, well, what else? What else are you doing? That's it. I'm donut free. Don't you understand? I'm 14 days donut free. I haven't had a donut in 14 days. Now, I think I know, I think you might know where I'm going with this. Um, We tend to focus a lot on the state of being porn free. But that result is actually a lagging indicator of the process that actually creates that result. 
And the truth is that it's, it's not a great metric to measure the health of your recovery. You know, in the same way that I, you know, I could, I could be donut free by pursuing excellence. I mean, I could be on a nutrition plan where I'm eating egg whites and, and fruit every day for breakfast and I'm exercising and that's keeping me, um, you know, with a holistic mindset, uh, and I'm not uh, tempted to have donuts, right? I could be doing excellence in nutrition and fitness, which leads to the result of being donut free. But it could also be just, you know, accidental. Could be that I just have been busy the last couple of weeks and haven't gone by a Dunkin' Donuts. It could be that um, I'm being. I'm having some self-deception and I've been going to the donut shop and eating muffins or croissants. Could be that I'm just going to McDonald's and having a a biscuit for, for breakfast, right? So, you know, I think being porn free is important. It's a result, but it's a lagging indicator of the process that creates the results. So why is this important to relapsing? Well, the reason is, is if you have not committed to a process, and the process I'm talking about is recovery, then you're not really actually getting healthy. And so what you call a relapse is really just not being healthy. <laughs> Does that make sense? See, for a relapse to really be a relapse, you have to have had some health. You know, in the medical world, when people talk about a relapse, it's when you've been disease-free for a while and, and then the disease comes back. It's not just abstinence. It's not just remission. It's that you're disease-free. So the first idea about how successful guys overcome relapsing, the first thing is, is you have to be committed to a process of recovery, to health. You have to be committed to a process of health. You have to have attained health to actually deal with relapsing when it comes. Otherwise, you haven't gotten the health yet. So it doesn't really matter if you were porn free or not this week because you're not actually doing the things that you need to do, the process that actually is going to create the result long term. You follow me there? Now, I've been there. I mean, you know, when I talk about using porn and being in the addiction, it wasn't that I was just having a porn party every night, 365, you know, for the first, you know, whatever, 30, 25 years of my life. I was trying to quit. I had abstinence, but I never committed to a process of recovery. I never found health. I was always sick. So even when I had a few days of abstinence, whether it was through white knuckling or even trying a tool, I didn't have a commitment to the process of health. So I just was basically abstinent with intermittent acting out, you know? 
I never really got into that state of health. So that's point number one. So how do you get into the state of health? And this is where the plumb line comes in. So I was reading uh, a um, sermon by a famous pastor named Charles Spurgeon. Now, Spurgeon was a pastor in England, I think around the turn of the century, last century. So, you know, late 1800s, maybe early 1900s. I might be off on the timeline. But this guy was so popular that they would transcribe his sermons from the pulpit and publish them in the newspaper. Like people actually read his sermons for like entertainment, you know, like uh, it's kind of funny because, um, um, you know, nowadays it would be so hard. Can you imagine getting the New York Times and, you know, under under an article about, you know, Trump's cabinet is a just a sermon by a really famous pastor? <laughs> I mean, that was the that was how it was. So, you know, the the idea of theology, the idea of spiritual ideas was really part of the culture. It wasn't kind of like, you know, there wasn't this sort of separation of, of whatever, you know, um, I want to say church and state, but that doesn't make sense. Um, but it, it was integrated, you know, so it was just normal to open up the paper and read a sermon. So anyway, the, the, um, the reason why I bring this up is because this guy is actually one of the most prolific, uh, Christian writers because so many of his words were actually published. Um, so many of these uh, talks, you know, over his uh, long preaching career were actually published, um, that there's volumes and volumes of his sermons. So the sermon that I came across, uh, he was actually teaching about uh, a prophecy from the book of Amos. So Amos is one of the minor prophets, and I don't know a lot about Amos. Um, but Spurgeon was talking about this idea of a plumb line that was found in the book of Amos. Now, this isn't a Bible lesson, but I'm going to actually I'm gonna pull out my phone and just read, um, I'm, I'm going to read this quick passage that he was teaching about. So Amos is talking, I think, about a vision that he had. So here's what he says. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that he had been built. All right, let me start this over. This is Amos 7, verses 7 and 8. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. Okay, I'm not going to get into the theological uh, implications for the, uh, the, the people of Israel here. But I was struck by this idea of a plumb line. And uh, as Spurgeon talked about it, and then I, I actually went on Wikipedia to read about a plumb line, I really got excited about this idea. So a plumb line is this. A plumb line is, it's a weight that's on the end of a long string. And so you hold this, this string, 
and the string is taut because the weight is holding it. Um, the, the weight is actually pulling the string down towards the ground. And what you're able to do is you are able to get a very strong, uh, a very straight perpendicular line uh, with the ground. So imagine you're building a brick wall and you hold this plumb line up first over the ground as you lay the bricks so that you make sure that you're building a straight wall. Okay, so this is this is actually a tool that they still use in building. Um, you can you can look at look it up plumb line, and you know it's even one of the ways that they that they talk about straightness. So you know, just like in this verse, uh, the wall had been built true to plumb. So the idea that when when something is plumb, it's straight. It's not crooked. It's not leaning. Okay, so what I love this idea of the plumb line is this. When we build a plan, and I, you know, I've talked a lot about creating a plan here on Porn Free Radio. You can get it, I talk about it in episode 57, uh, episodes 95, 96, 97. I think I have a a two-part series called The Porn Free Plan That Never Fails, um, which I think is in the the 100 somewhere. I talk about plans all the time, but a plan is really like a plumb line. What it is, is it's a guide for us that we build, that we, that we have first before we lay any bricks um, that will help keep us straight. And so what's the wall? The wall is recovery, right? So we're building, we're putting these bricks in our recovery and our goal is to build a straight wall. So, one of the things that's important to think about is, you know, when guys first get into recovery or get some of these ideas, they listen to a podcast, they read a book, it's almost, they learn about a tool. It's almost like they start grabbing bricks and piling them up and hope that their wall is straight, right? Hope that they, you know, get the bricks in the right order and that the wall is straight. And what happens is a lot of times the wall isn't straight. There's something missing or they haven't, you know, gone through the process. And so they have a bunch of bricks, but they don't have a straight wall. So the plumb line is the plan. It's something that you have before you even start building that gives you a guide of how to build a straight wall. So, you know, when I talk about a plan, the things I like in a plan are, a why, you know, why you're doing this, why it's important to you. Um, Talk about threats in your life. You know, what are the emotional triggers, the mistaken beliefs? What are the obstacles for you building a straight wall? You know, what are the the skills you need to learn to overcome some of the challenges in your life? Um, You know, what are some of the weak links that you need to get rid of uh, to have uh, solid recovery? Um, you know, what are some of the tools that you can commit to that are going to keep you straight? So I've, uh, again, I have other podcasts about creating a plan, but you get the idea is that the plumb line is the plan. And here's the other cool thing about it. You know, this, this verse, it's, it's how the plumb line is what you use to build the wall, uh, 
but it's the it's the measurement it's the measuring tool that allows you to keep checking uh, that the wall is still straight you know when when um when Amos hears that vision you know the the lord says look i'm setting a plumb line among my people the plumb line is something that that is there at the beginning that helps build the wall but it's something that's continually measuring uh, the wall. And that's one thing that's really important about a plan. You know, I've seen some guys go through my planning process. Um, you know, you can, uh, oh, there's a video that you can get. It's at uh, recoveredman.com slash this year, where I take an hour and go through, you know, helping you create a plan. Now, I've seen guys go through that and they do it once and they never look at it again. But you know, in this in this picture here with Amos and and uh, this this teaching that I read, um, there's this idea that the plumb line is always there, measuring and keeping things straight. So, what does this have to do with relapsing? Well, as I said, part of what we need to do here in our little donut discussion is we need to embrace the process that gets the results that we want. And the process is recovery, health. And the way we get to health is by creating a plan. And the plumb line is the plan. And it's also the way that we stay healthy. You know, when in in Rev every week, we have a check-in. It's not just for processing, like... um, like, you know, for guys to just, you know, talk about just whatever the minutia is in their life. The goal of our check-ins are to talk about um, what we're doing in regards to our plan. What were the activities in recovery I accomplished this week? Were there any unsound activities? Is there anything I need to add to my plan? Are there any threats that I'm aware of that I need to do something different with? See, our check-ins are actually a review of our plumb line, a review of our plan. They're not just sort of us freestyling and rolling in a group and saying, oh, it was a busy week and blah, blah, blah. You know, I edged. Poor me right? That's not the goal. The goal is, this is the plan I'm working on. Let's, let's pull out the plumb line. Let's measure how my wall is. Is it straight? Am I, am I taking any bricks out? Did I, did I pull some bricks out of the wall this week because I didn't follow through on some of the habits that I'd created? You know, am I doing anything to, to make the wall lean? Right? Am I doing any behaviors that's causing the wall to get unstraight? That's a real check-in. You know, the worst kind of recovery groups are where guys don't take any ownership. Like, they literally come in and process everything they're reacting to in life. That's one of the reasons I don't like using the word triggers very much. Because triggers imply that we're just walking through life getting triggered, but it's not about ownership, so you got triggered. All right, well, what does your plan do, say about it? What are you supposed to do when you get triggered? 
What action do you take? You know, we're not passive participants in our life. We're active. You know, this podcast is about taking hope, getting hope and taking action. It's not about getting hope and, and then just being passive, letting life happen to you. So the plumb line is something that continually we're measuring ourselves against. And, and as we get more clarity about things we need to add, tools, you know, we're building a stronger wall. We're building stronger recovery. All right, let's get to this last one, predictive analytics. Now, this is probably the hardest one for me to try to explain. But let's, let's start with where we, where we are so far. So in our donuts analogy, we talked about the need to embrace health, uh, to actually move into recovery. That You want to uh, overcome relapsing, the first thing you need to do is you need to be in health. You need to get into health. And how do you do that? With the plumb line, with the plan. It's actually the thing that helps you build uh, a straight wall, you know, that, that wall of recovery. And it's the thing that continues to measure how you're doing, right? So you embrace uh, that process that, that, that actually gets the results that you want. So what is predictive analytics? How, how does this fit in? And how does this fit in with guys who are overcoming relapsing? Well, the whole thing about predictive analytics, and you've probably heard this, this is where um, companies are using data uh, to anticipate behavior. So, you know, you see this sometimes at checkout at Amazon. You know, I buy shampoo from Amazon. So every 90 days or so, um, Amazon either sends me an email or I notice at checkout that they're saying, hey, is it time to buy shampoo again? They're, um, a, uh, they're, uh, they're making an assumption based on data, whether it's from my purchasing habits or maybe even you know, the other shampoo purchasers on Amazon, they're making an assumption that, hey, it's probably time that I need to buy shampoo. And um, that's one example. You know, another example is where you're, uh, you know, shopping at a drugstore and you're part of the loyalty program. So, you know, what do they get out of you being in the loyalty program? They get to track your data, your purchasing habits. So lo and behold, when you check out, they give you a receipt and it has a whole bunch of coupons. Now look closely at those coupons. Those are coupons for products that you buy on a regular basis or types of products that you buy, right? So they're trying to craft offers. They're trying to assume what behavior you want to do and trying to help you, uh, <laughs> trying to help you. They, they want you to buy more from them. So they're trying to create an offer that's predictive of what you want. So, what on earth does this have to do with relapsing, Matt? Well, I think successful guys who overcome relapsing are looking forward. They are looking forward on a regular basis. Now, you know me, one of my favorite quotes <laughs> is, winners anticipate, losers react. So one of the ways that guys overcome Relapsing is they're continually anticipating uh, the potential factors and variables that might 
lead to relapse. So um, here's an here's a great idea. Here's here's a here's a practical way you can use predictive analytics. So, in you know, if you've had a relapse recently, instead of spending a whole bunch of energy looking backwards, you know, what happened last Friday night? Why did I get so isolated? Why did I click on that link, right? Instead of like focused on that single sort of relapse event that's in your mind from the past, think about what you can do to protect your next Friday night. If you want a different result next Friday, what do you need to do this week to prevent that, right? To get the, the, the actual behavior that you want. What variables need to change in your plan, in your environment, so that you're safe next Friday night? That's actually a really powerful question. Use the data, use what you learned from this this Friday, but have it influence what you do this week for next Friday. So yeah, there's some things that you might know learn from from last week's relapse. Hey, um, I was up late, okay, and a lot of my relapses happen after 11 o'clock, right? I'm reminded of that data point. So maybe on my plan, I need a more rigid bedtime or a I need a commitment around what time I'm going to go to bed. That's an example. Um, I, um, you know, one of the commitments I made is that I go to bed with my wife every night. And I've, I've pretty much done this our entire marriage. Uh, there was a time recently where I had insomnia and I went to bed a couple hours after her. Um, but typically, every night I go to bed with my wife. Now, that is, a direct, um, that is a direct commitment that's tied to the pattern that I saw where I acted out late at night. I would stay up after my wife went to sleep and then I would be vulnerable. And so anticipating that as a threat, I changed my plan. So, you know, that's one thing that you can do is, is when you, um, um, if you do have a relapse, look at all the factors that led up to that relapse and then start asking yourself, what variables need to change in my plan, in my environment, so that I can uh, affect that behavior in the future. It's kind of like the same way that, you know, if, if a 7-Eleven owner was, you know, trying to sell more Mountain Dew, you know, he might say, who buys Mountain Dew? Well, young guys buy Mountain Dew. What do young guys like? Um, young guys like... Uh, uh, women in bikinis. So I'm going to put up a, a Mountain Dew poster with a woman in a bikini or maybe mountain guy, uh, bleh, um, maybe young guys who like Mountain Dew like extreme sports. So I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put a picture of a snowboarder, um, you know, uh, a big, big banner with a guy on a snowboard, um, you know, in my window. So when young guys see it, they'll look, 
they'll sort of think about the freedom and the excitement and the adrenaline of riding a snowboard and then they'll buy a Mountain Dew. Okay, that's that's a dumb example, but you get the idea, right? How can I how can I best um, set up my environment to get the behavior that I want, the predictable outcome? So, I mean, that's a really powerful tool you can use. Is like instead of focusing on a single relapse, think about. What went into that relapse? What were some of the emotions? What were some of the feelings? What preceded it? What even happened a couple days before? A phrase that I like to say a lot to, to my coaching clients is, you know, sometimes you can prevent a Friday night relapse with a call on Wednesday morning to check in with somebody. Why? Because Wednesday's the middle of the week. And it might be that point where you start sliding backwards where you start sliding into a state of relapse. Now, you haven't acted out yet. You haven't had opportunity. But it's a time when you can easily stop, start dropping recovery habits. Uh, stop doing the things that get the results that you want. And by the time Friday night comes around, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're up late, and you're vulnerable. So sometimes a call on Wednesday, for example, can change your behavior on Friday. Now, you don't get that if the only thing you do is look backwards. If you just look backwards, you make everything about Friday night, which really comes back to that kind of thinking of, of being donut free, right? We're just focused on the lagging indicator. We're not focused on what are those habits that we need? What are those, what's that healthy living? What's that process that, re, you know, gets the results that we want? So that's really how how uh, successful guys overcome relapsing is they start anticipating. Um, they have a plan, and they're not focused on just the lagging result. They're focused on the what is it? <laughs> the process that creates the result they want. All right. Man, I hope that makes sense. This is kind of a little, I, I was telling my wife this as she left. I said, you know, some of these ideas are kind of complicated this week. I should have just wrote this down. Why Why am I trying to freestyle it? Uh, but, you know, it's so funny. Like, sometimes I want to try to be conversational. Sometimes I want to teach. Uh, so I hope I got it. I hope I got enough of it out. And um, as I said at the beginning of the show, to learn more about a relapse, how to deal with it, um, some of these ideas I go even deeper into, uh, in the Recovering from Relapse video series. And you can get access to it. It's free. It's three videos. I made it two years ago. It's still relevant. I watched it today. Um, go to recoveredman.com slash relapse, recoveredman.com slash relapse to get access to that video series. And join us uh, in the next two weeks uh, as we finish up um, our Successful Guys series. And if you're listening to this uh, in at the end of 2019, December, uh, happy holidays. I know Christmas is coming up. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's in a couple days. So Merry Christmas if you celebrate. And, um, uh, and uh, you know, have a great holiday. And we'll see you next week as we dig into a topic that I'm probably the most excited about. I'm going to talk about boredom. 
and how to overcome boredom, how successful guys overcome boredom. And one little uh, teaser, I have a mystery guest who's going to come on the show for a few minutes and give his take. Oh, I'm giving a hint on who it is. His take on how successful guys overcome boredom. So um, we'll get to that next week, a special mystery guest. And um, I can't wait to do that show. All right, guys. So this week, take hope, take action. Be good. Yo, this is a special dedication to all you dads out there. Yeah, you may be a little older. You may have lost some of your hair. (laughs) But I want you to lean back right now. You're still cool in my book. Let's go. Dad rap 2019. I be booted to the morning, PM to the morning. My little Wally wanna bag him, he just wanna roll it. Hold up, don't you owe me, yeah, you owe me, don't it? Like I'm an island of a vento, how I stay rolling. Tryna diss me, I need you six feet. She say she miss me, then she wanna kiss me. Damn, I'm so crispy, Zan, got me dizzy. Yeah, Trouble, I ain't shy, I keep that glitzy. I was spin bent, yeah, yeah, fritz me. What the lick read, baby, come and lick me. V12, I'm round in a six feet. I be ballin' on you. Ain't gotta wait to make them move as I be loaded Why you watch a drink of 40s? I just told it Still that same nigga in the form, but it's stolen Ryan's 40, I can sport it, can't control it I'm doing fraud, I got that bag, yeah, I'm transporting I got that bag on me, yeah, like I'm transporting He dropped a mistake, thought I would have repost it I ain't posted mistake, cause I don't f- shorty Yeah, that Glock got it standing like an outlet How you out, chip? I ain't get you out yet I'm so damn fly, I, I do not step Yeah, I pop